What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, and Dr. Wes Hendricks, who couldn't be with us today, but I have no doubt he's going to be back shortly. He's on a quick little sabbatical of handstands and um, Lord knows what else. So today, we're going to get into all sorts of health information, as well as hopefully get through and on the other side of some terrible health misinformation. So today we have Kendall. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. Very good. good. I'm excited to yeah, get in this. Yeah, me too. Um, it's always cool because if I get to meet somebody beforehand yeah. and I already have an idea of kind of what, you know, just enough to get me interested. And now I have like just all these questions built up in my head. Awesome. So, and you get to bypass that awkwardness of like, hey, yeah. you. Hey, <laughs> that's what you look like right. in real life. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's perfect. Even a phone call is not as good as kind of meeting somebody right. in person. I agree. So for the audience, just tell them a little bit about who you are, what okay. you do, and then we'll go into background. Absolutely. So I'm an NASM certified personal trainer. I'm also RKC and kettlebell athletic certified trainer, weight loss, weight loss specialist, and women's strength specialist. Um, and I own a studio in West Ashley in Charleston called This Time Fitness, as well as an online fitness studio for women called Fit Women's Weekly. And both of those I own with my husband. That's so, awesome. Yeah. What's RKC? A Russian kettlebell certified. Uh, okay. So have you heard of Strong First? Yeah. So RKC was the original with Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he split from RKC and started Strong First. So they're very sister-like yeah. businesses. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Same theories. It's like all those like whether it's CrossFit or whether it's Mobility right. Wad, whether it's Strong First, you right. have like kind of the marriage and then inevitably yeah. somebody kind of does it. Exactly. Thing. So when you go through Strong, uh, RKC and then Strong First was created, we were like, oh man, do we need to go get this certification now too? But it's all the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're doing a lot of cool stuff and I want to get into it. Like, But like, just like we go through with most people, how did you even get interested in doing more you know, weight loss, women's health, like Russian kettlebells. Like how did that start? Where did your interest, even just physical activity start? I like to kind of start from the beginning. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) We got plenty, I think. Let's see. Yeah. Um, So growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. I was always into the girly sports, I guess you could say. I was always in gymnastics and cheerleading. I did some springboard diving. Um, So I always stayed pretty active. But I always wanted to be a doctor. And then as I got older, um, women's health and fitness to me always just seemed amazing. Even in high school, I was that weird woman or weird teenager that wanted to be an OBGYN where people would be like, you want to put your hands away, you know, like, you know, as a 15 year old, Mm -hmm. people like, you want to do what? But I just thought the miracle of life was just amazing. And so for college, I went to Winthrop and I was pre-med and I got through pre-med whole time thinking I was going to become a fertility specialist by this point. Um, so an MD, but a fertility. Specialist. Yeah. So I was going to be an OBGYN, but then there's some extra schooling to become a fertility. Specialist I didn't even know that life. existed because most yeah. people I know that fertility issues typically. You go to your OB first and then you go to a fertility specialist. So like okay. the fertility clinic in Mount Pleasant and stuff, which is a fantastic place. Yeah. Um, has very specialized training for that. Okay. What kind of stuff yeah. can they even get into with that? Cause I know there's, um, 
I just can't. Well, so if you're older, you know, and you're having issues, you want to go make sure everything's checked out and working mm-hmm. first in vitro fertilization. In vitro is the word I was looking yeah. for. That's typically the tool in their tool belt, right? That and artificial insemination are like the yep. two big ones. Okay. So I just always thought that it would be such a joy to help a woman and a, just a couple in general who didn't think they would be able to have this family to be able to provide them with that gift. I just thought like, what else can you do in this world? Like what yeah. better thing is there? I agree. Um, so yeah, I was always amazed by this and I went to school for it and I got out of school. I studied for my MCATs and while I was studying for my MCATs, I actually worked for, uh, as a medical assistant working in a breast center. And I mean, again, working with women, I loved it, but I learned something about myself that I'm a very empathetic person and I could not, I was 22 years old and telling people that weren't much older than me that they had breast cancer and it changed me like, and not in a good way. I would go home with just this heaviness in my heart and Mm -hmm. I was mad. Like I just realized I was becoming somebody I didn't like. And at the same time throughout college, I had gained, I think 40 pounds in one semester of my freshman year. So most people, you know, gain their freshman freshman 15. 15. That's my personality. I am all (laughs) in it. Exactly. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat every, I'm going to crash the car. Right. Which being type A personality also goes the other way. Once Mm -hmm. I realized I lost that weight, I was focused on losing that weight. And so I lost about 60 pounds over the course of a semester the wrong ways. Like this mentality that women have of eating as the littlest amount of food possible exercise, you know, if a little exercise is good, how much can more exercise do? So I actually use a food diary and I got down to eating 500 calories a day. And I always made it my goal to burn at least a thousand calories through exercise. Cause you know, like when you're young, you think that, or even older, if you're not into the workout world, you think that that calorie counter on the treadmill is super accurate. Mm-hmm. So I would stay there until I burnt however many calories. So I knew it wasn't a healthy way. Um, and I lost a ton of weight, but it wasn't healthy, obviously. And I wasn't healthy to look at. I still had cellulite. I didn't have muscle mass. I was what's considered skinny fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I graduated college and got into this world of being a medical assistant, my husband at the time, who was my boyfriend, was like, you know what? I see you working out so hard because we were living out, living together at this point. It's like, why don't you just try something different? Try strength training for one month. If you like it, continue on. If you don't, your body's not going to change a ton in a month and you can go back to your old ways, but just give it a try. Yeah. What were you doing before? I was just the cardio queen. So just like you'd just be on a treadmill, like you said, I would, until I would that counter, run, the counter went to a thousand. Yeah. Well, I would run to the gym, jump on a treadmill or an elliptical workout. Then I'd get off, do some crunches, do a couple of the machines and then run back. Like that was my workout. Isn't that funny? That's like a normal journey for everybody. Like, even right, myself, that's what most people think of. Yeah, I'd run um, 10 miles every other day. Yeah. I don't know why 10 miles is a magic number, but typically but miles, yeah. you bet 100 calories per mile. Per mile, so it's like, exactly. You know, you log that in and like, I definitely wasn't only eating 5,000 calories, <laughs> but at the same time still like try to eat as little as possible. Right. And like, it's funny because that works. To an extent. To an extent. But it's not healthy. Exactly. Um, And you just don't feel good. Right. But you don't know you don't feel good because that's how you feel, right? Right. I mean, especially if you're going, I grew up in a Southern household of Southern food and processed food. So I didn't know what healthy felt like. Um, So yeah, I got into, he kind of walked me through the gym of what strength training is supposed to look like. And I immediately loved it. I loved, instead of focusing on the calorie burn, like cardio, I started focusing on, okay, I lifted 10 pound dumbbells this week. Let's see if I can do the 15 yeah. pounds. You're just so, so goal oriented, right? Uh, that's my, my life. Exactly. Yeah. And I just was obsessed. And so from there, I was still medical assistant. Um, there was a 
bodybuilder slash coach at the gym that I worked out at. And he saw me because of my gymnastic days, I've always been able to do like pull-ups. That's kind of my, you know, most women are totally upper body weak. That's always been my strength. And he saw me pumping out pull-ups one day and was like, you know what? I see how focused you are. Have you ever thought about doing a figure competition? And I was like, no, you're crazy. You know, I don't have time. I'm 23. I've got a full-time job. Mm. I do. I'm already working out at this, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, but then, you know, I started thinking about, I was like, yeah, that should, could be really cool. Well, what they don't tell you is that that just takes you right back to that old mentality of like right. keeping everything super tight. And I you're walked sacrificing out. sacrificing for the goal, right? Right. It's maybe a little bit better than sacrificing because you think you're but actually. But you're still micromanaging everything. everything. You know, everything that goes into your mouth. And again, I went back to those unhealthy habits. But as women, a lot of times we think are the right ways to do things. So I walked out on stage. I'm almost 5'6", and I was 103 pounds when I walked out on stage. And about a month after the competition, I was losing handfuls of hair because I was so malnourished. Mm -hmm. And so at this point was when I was starting to get unhappy with my job. And I started to think like, we live in such a weird society where this is what we think is normal. This is what we think we should do to our bodies. Like we think that fitness is supposed to destroy us in order to hit our goals. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm tired of this. There's other ways that I can help women. I'm going to become a personal trainer and I'm going to focus only on women's health and fitness. And I still, what I love about my job is I help women hit their body goals and to everyone has all, I never, I didn't give myself this title. People have given it. I'm the real trainer. Cause I talk about my ups and I talk about my downs. And mm-hmm. if I don't think that you're on the path to hit a certain goal, I'm going to be open with you and tell you, no, you're doing this all wrong. Yeah. People appreciate Um, authenticity. Exactly. And I've never known anything but that. So that was kind of the path that I chose. And it's still fun because even though, you know, women's health and fertility were my specialization or my passion, I'm still the first person that gets to find out before even family that people are pregnant or, Mm -hmm. you know, people come to me like I have PCOS and I need to lose weight and I want to get my hormones in control. My doctor tells me I should start working out. I get to help women yep. do those. And to me, that again, that's the best gift. And it's yeah, best. you spend so much time with them. It's very similar. That's why, um, you know, I personally just get along with trainers and, you know, other PTs because we're all spending so much time with our clients. Like the, right. probably just as much, if not sometimes more than like anybody else. Like right. a solid one hour, yeah. just you and them. Like yeah. you just, you develop such a close relationship. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing these people from three to five hours a week. Sometimes right. that's more than you see spouses. Yeah, you know? no, of course. Yeah. So we get to know each other. And um, it was actually my husband. He's always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So that once I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer, he was the one that was like, well, if you're a normal personal trainer, you can see up, up to eight people in a good day, right? Um, but he was like, why don't you do something different? This was 15 years ago almost when, well, 12, 12 years ago when small group fitness was really brand new. I mean, CrossFit was new, small group training, boot camp was just kind of starting to come around. Yeah. I mean, there was like group fitness and the fact that like, you know, step aerobics or right. body ball. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Bow, but studio style fitness yeah. was still very new. Yeah. Like boot camp style. There weren't a lot of boot camps. No, there weren't a lot of boot camps. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, well, you can do it that way. Or you can do these small groups where you can train eight to 12 people at a time. You get more people on the door, but you're also building a community. The community aspect is what we've been focusing on. It's just so cool. It's the best. I mean, these women, even the ones that move across the country, I still get to connect with Mm -hmm. because thank God for social media on a day-to-day basis. You know, even though social media has its ups and downs, 
that's the we're community-based people like we right. like to be part of a community right like, you know they yeah. always say it takes a tribe to raise a kid mm -hmm. no it takes a tribe to raise an adult too right oh, yeah and so that's what i get to do so yeah that's kind of my story that's awesome so, yeah yeah so um i mean the thing that i like what you just talked about it's all about like being able to drive impact right right so like you decided hey maybe the medical world isn't for me and Which you had your own reasons for that. <laughs> yeah but still like arguably you're probably in certain ways creating more impact now right than you would be as an OBGYN, right right because i we, mean those for a lot of OBGYNs, you only see people through a certain stage of their life i have had some clients already just in the you know 12 years that i've been doing this and i've seen people go through college right. get married have babies have second babies and they get to stay with me on time. You know, I get to help them through all those right. stages of life. And that's kind of the theme of, the, of this podcast, right? Is like, right. are you driving true health? And like you, you more than likely are doing that. Right. I don't want to say in a better way, maybe just a different, <laughs> different way sure. than OBGYN does. I mean, they're dealing with a medical condition and they're making sure you're not sick and making sure that you're safe. And like in an emergency, that makes a lot of sense. Right. But are they typically able to have the hormonal conversation? Just like you said, they'll say, hey, go work out and go find somebody. Right. You know, and I just think it's so cool that finally the shift is happening where people are a like you and able to have such big impact and right. B that people are actually seeking people like Absolutely. you on a regular basis, Yeah, you know, and then, and there's so much misinformation, even in the OB world where like women get uh, pregnant and you have doctors over here still telling women that they can't raise their heart rate above certain points, you know, yeah. and I'll have those clients come in there like, oh, my doctor told me I can't go above this or, oh, my doctor said I can't lift above 20 pounds. Well, one of my clients is actually very smart. And she's like, wait, I have a toddler who weighs 20 pounds. So this is, and she's pregnant right now. She's mm -hmm. like, so if I follow this guy's rule, I'm not allowed to pick up my own child, right. you right. know? And it's like, no. Yeah. And luckily I've talked to several and, you know, I have them on my podcast now several great doctors who are like, no, we live in a different time. The research has been done. Your body knows what it can and can't do. Right. Women have been having children for thousands of years and yep. they have this idea, right? That 500 years ago when they were just walking around the earth, they're like, oh, sorry, honey, you're going to have to make dinner tonight because I can't lift up that pot. Right. You know? Right. Right. And that's where the misinformation comes from. Right. Like it's so hard for me. It's where did that even come from? Where do you get this arbitrary number of Hey, don't lift anything above 20 pounds. Like show me even a research study or like, right. how does that become just the norm? I don't right. even get, I mean, we get a lot of it with just like maybe somebody who has back pain and they say, Hey, right. don't ever deadlift again. Like, okay, well that's specific for that person, yeah. you know, like why, why, why do you throw that blanket statement? Exactly. Out like show, yeah. Show me why, Yeah. why shouldn't somebody lift it? Like, okay, they're on bed rest. Right. They, they have a chance of a complicated pregnancy you're trying mm -hmm. to like that makes a lot of sense right but just throwing somebody out there like oh hey you're really fit um but you've been working out for the past 10 years of your life yeah. sorry you're done <laughs> it's like uh i don't know if you've seen this recently but it kind of went viral in the pt mm -hmm. world there is a um a place in the upstate and they did a article on it. i think it was like npr or nbc or something and mm -hmm. it said exercises to avoid, like not to do over 50. Did you see this? No. And it was pull-ups. Over 50? Over 50. Stop doing pull-ups. Don't do push-ups. Don't squat. And it was- it, All the functional movements that you do on a day They said don't do them. You should stop. So, so you shouldn't sit on a toilet. 
you shouldn't pick up a bag of groceries. No, no, you shouldn't okay. ever push anything. Right. It was crazy. Got a huge backlash. Even APTA are are uh, overall. And did they say where any of this research came from? Or there is no research. Some no PT research. just decided to write. Yeah, it was one PT. There was a couple MDs in there. Just said, you know, and in within the article, they at least kind of alluded to like, hey, here's some of the reasons why. But uh -huh. the title of the article said never do these after 50 or don't do these at all after 50. So, wow. you know, in 14 years, even if I have pull-ups, I should probably just, you know, just, stop, done. Right? just stop yeah. just because of, just because of a number. And that's so what, enjoy these last 14 I, years. Doing, then we're both done. <laughs> then I'm just walking the neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think the focus finally is, is coming away from these just protocols and these blanket statements to like, Hey, let's take, the individual who's in front of us right and do and that's the hard part so like in the medical world you're seeing so many people in day you don't have time to really dig into this person's story right. like we do in our practice so you usually have to hey what's the one statement i can do that will that covers everybody that covers the everybody general population yep, probably covers their liability a little bit too right so it, it's not like a fault of the person it just like we've kind of created this monster. Right. And Which actually made me think about it when we were talking about like, well, who, where did this come from when it came to the lifting 20 pounds? You know, when you're reading like a kid's toy or some kind of any kind of new appliance and there's always that like not to be used as a blah, blah, blah. And then mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, clearly some idiot used right. it. Now they have to put the warning. So it almost makes you wonder like, all right, well, who's the person that decided to, right. when they were pregnant, lift a 300 pound deadlift or something when they've never deadlifted. And right. so now they had to create that blanket statement. Right. Right. That's true. It's like the, uh, what was it? The McDonald's hot coffee. Right. Remember that? <laughs> yes. This is like, I didn't know the coffee was hot and they right. sued McDonald's. Got and got like, a ton of money out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was like the beginning of the end where you just saw people getting, I feel in yeah. my head, I remember seeing that story and I'd never heard anything like that before. Right. And now you just see them. Obviously yeah, much more often. And now Starbucks does not make their coffee hot enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Cause yeah, I love hot yeah, me too. I'm like, just a few degrees warmer would be really nice. Right. Maybe microwave it for me next time. Right. I think you can ask for it extra hot, but I've never done that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we see a lot of women and, you know, some of the questions that like typically come up for us is like a lot of women are afraid of strength training. Mm -hmm. for because they want to get bulky. Right. Let's, the bulky we'll conversation yes. is something that just kind of comes up a lot. And so what are some ways that you've gotten, gotten around through that. that yeah you know what i mean yes. like show them here's the other side and like you know it, not necessarily it's probably not the science that gets them through it's probably other stuff so. right it's examples okay um to get them initially through because i do have some ladies they're like i know that i need to work on strength and i want to get toned but i don't want to get bulky mm -hmm. right we've all heard that and yeah. my I kind of always giggle in my head and then i have to explain well actually there's no such thing as toning versus bulking it's actually Toned is the feminine word for adding muscle, yeah. right? Yeah. For losing fat so that you can see better muscle definition. Mm -hmm. But the only way to get toned is to add muscle mass. But I do explain to them, you do not have the testosterone levels that men do. You do not eat the way that a man does. And those are the two main elements that are going to go into adding bulk. Not to mention the fact that to add a lot of muscle mass, you have to work very hard for it. You have to really push yourself outside the comfort zone. And especially when new ladies who don't have a background in lifting, I'm not going to hand them a weight that's going to push them to that right. edge where... Let's squat 135 today. Let's exactly. Just see, let's just see what happens. Right. And I also say it's not as if you start lifting today and you're bulky tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So for the few women that do genetically have that ability, like my training partner is 
capable of putting on muscle mass really easy. Yeah. But she's able to see that transition happen and go, okay, maybe my arms are toned enough right now. I should kind of lay off of the heavy weights right now. Yeah. So it's not as if you go to bed and you wake up bulky. We can tweak things and tr you know change things up to modify it to what your goals are. But in normal ladies' lives, you're not going to bulk up. Like I tell people, I've done strong competitions. I've done figure competitions. Yeah. I've done kettlebell competitions. I work for every little muscle mass that I have mm -hmm. and I am not bulky. That's what I always, I'm like, do I look bulky to you? And they're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you kind of hurt my feelings, but <laughs> yeah, right, right. I have worked for every little bit of muscle mass I have. So I am the testament that you are not going yeah. to bulk up. That's so hard because I mean, it's, it's everything in training. I feel like, Hey, I just started, right. I don't like the word diet. I just started eating healthy and you know, I feel, I feel skinnier. I look, I think I look skinnier. Right. My pants are like, probably not true. Or like right. I started working out, oh man, my arms are getting big. Oh, like that hasn't happened. It's more of like a mental shift than right. it is an actual physical one. Right? Exactly. So they feel bulky on oh, my, my legs are getting bulky because I squatted last week. Right. Like, I'm like, you don't do that in a week. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I just always say like, trust the process and let's go trust week to week and let's get through this together and mm -hmm. you'll see yourself that you're not going to turn into a man tomorrow. Yeah. Do you talk like the kind of hormonal conversation as far as like, how deep do you go down that rabbit hole as far as like testosterone and like hyper, like do you, I don't go too deep into that. Yeah. I just don't feel like most people care that mm -hmm. much. Um, and hormones are such an individual Sure. thing for people that, yeah. and I, that's not my specialty. I wish I knew more and I have studied a lot, but I can't yeah. go into adrenal fatigue. And if your estrogen's low versus high or testosterone, but I do go into the fact that like, yes, you have testosterone, but it's nowhere near that of a man Men naturally have more muscle mass mm -hmm. and those muscle building hormones that we will never have. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we pretty much just glaze the surface of like, Hey, if you strength train, you increase load, all things created equal, your testosterone will go up. Right. You know, these markers will go up and then right. you'll gain muscle mass. You yeah. have to do that over X yeah. period of time. And I do explain to them, like, women do have estrogen. Estrogen is a more of a fat storage hormone. That's mm -hmm. why your husband loses weight faster than you. That's why your husband is leaner than you. Um, we're always going to have a little bit more muscle or more fat mass than a man because yeah. that's just the way nature made it. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the the shift too of like, hey, we don't need to constantly do cardio. And I hear it more. It's like, hey, if I have more muscle mass, I have a resting metabolism, I'm right. burning more calories during the day, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you get better results, right? Yeah. I mean, and the bottom line is everything we know about health right now is that the more you maintain muscle mass, the longer and the better quality of life you have. Absolutely. It's just period. Bone health, mobility, health, yeah. strength. I mean, everything really relies on that. Yeah. And I like what you said. I, I talk a lot about like mindset and intrinsic motivation. So mm -hmm. like in the beginning you had the intrinsic motivation of, I just want to be as skinny as possible. Right. That's not going to be, that's not a way to do it long term. Right. Then you had the intrinsic motivation of like, I just want to be healthy. Right. And then you had to shift back into the intrinsic motivation of, I have this goal that I want to complete. Right. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to do. What we talk about first thing when people come in here is like, what are you motivated by? Mm -hmm. Typically it's more of a superficial goal. Sure. I run this marathon, whatever. I just want you to know what I'm motivated by is I want you to be 95 mm -hmm. and like being able to get exactly. up off the floor, run if you want to. Lift 95. Rest. I want you to be 45. I mean, how am I, sure. you know, the yeah. women that I see often, I'm like, I want you to be able to walk up the stairs and be right. comfortable to be able to get up off the floor without using your hands. Yeah. Did you read about that study? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, which fascinates me um, to no end. But do you want to tell the people thinking like what was the study? Well, you can probably know the statistics a lot more than I do. But basically, if you're able to sit down on the floor and get up without your hands, the your average lifespan is longer than that of somebody that can't do it. Yeah. Which just like yeah, there's no other factors in that. It's just that mobility Mm -hmm. issue. I use that a lot for anybody who's kind of you know in the 55, 65 range. We'll test that. Can you do this or not? Like. I do that with my clients as part of their warm-up. I'm like, sit down, stand up. And you would be amazed. Mm -hmm. Most people can't do it. No. I can remember my grandmother who's passed away now, but before she passed away, she was always, she would run slash walk three to five miles every day at 79. And she would take an aerobic class at the church. And she called me one day and was like, Kendall, you're not going to believe what they did. And she was the oldest one in her little aerobic class. Uh-huh. And they sat her on the lowest step that was there, and she was able to stand up without her hands. And you would have thought that someone told her she won the lottery. But I'm like, you know, my 79-year-old grandmother can do this. This is what I need to make sure these 40 to 50-year-old women can do as well. I mean, mm-hmm. those are important movements. Yeah. I mean, it's such a simple, easy thing to do, you would think. In theory, yeah. Right. And you know, for everyone out there, like literally go try it right now. If you can't do it. Like, why are you listening? Sit down, stand yeah, up. Yeah, do it. You know, if you're in the car, don't do it. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, give it a shot. And like, there's so many reasons why I think that's difficult for people now. There's A, we're in chairs all day. We right. don't really get on the floor. We don't usually right. get back up. Kind of like squatting when you see a toddler squat versus right. an adult trying to squat. Right. And then it's mobility. We're just yeah. all really tight. It's, it's a lot to do with strength yeah. as well. Right. And so it's like, you need to focus whether you like it or not on all those things yeah. like strength and it's mobility. hard like i'm the worst at doing mobility as much as i should but i know it's important yeah and my husband he's a few years older than me and he's gotten to the point where if he doesn't stretch or warm up enough he feels it the next day and he mm-hmm. keeps telling me like kindle you're not warming up enough you make all your clients do it but this is gonna you know it's gonna catch up with you sometime um, and he's right. So I've definitely been trying to do better. But, yeah. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Right. But it's something, if you just do that five minutes a day, five mm-hmm. minutes a day, five days a week, that's 25 minutes of mobility work. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I talk about it as a flywheel. Like if you do it for five minutes a day and you have something really small and attainable like that, mm-hmm. and you do that for three months, guess what? It's going to turn into 10. Right. Cause it, you're just like, Oh my God, I feel better. I want to do more. Right. And that flywheel starts right. kind of turning. Isn't that incredible? I'm sure as a PT, you hear this too all the time when people, and we talked about this kind of brush over it when people start to feel what feeling good feels like. Yeah. We did allude to that, you know, and it's like, I've only felt it. I'll be like maybe three or four times Mm -hmm. where like, I knew like, I felt like the best I've ever felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was doing, I'm really big fan of the whole 30. So Mm -hmm. I was eating like towards the end of a whole 30, was training really well. Wasn't a lot of pain. I'm like, Oh my God, this is an amazing, like, you know what I mean? Where you're like, you make you're a shift like, and you're yes. just, you don't really feel self-conscious about your body sometimes right. too. And you're like, Oh, just kind of like, it's, it's tough to attain even for people in the health and fitness. Business. Sure. And you still go through yeah. waves of going through in and out of it. But, um, yeah, yeah it feels good. You, you gotta do everything. You gotta sleep well, you gotta de-stress, you know, we talk about that pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta drink enough water, train enough, but not too much. Yeah. You know, do some <laughs> mobility work. You yep. know what I mean? And, so maybe tell us a little bit about how you keep yourself kind of healthy and how you train. Cause I've seen some of the Instagram posts, you're doing some cool stuff. So yeah. like, you know, what are you working towards or what are you training right now? Yeah. So always keeping it real. I do have a history of exercise addiction and that's something that I definitely have to keep in the forefront of my mind. Um, when you got, say exercise addiction, maybe 
elaborate on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So my type A personality, I am in it to win it pretty much for every aspect of my life. And if I feel like I'm not able to control something last year, we were going through some business issues, which if you're interested, talked about it on my podcast um i want to do a business one too but for uh, i do we'll love say, talking about business yeah, yeah but um we had some business stuff that we were going through last year and my way to cope with that with that was working out sometimes three times a day two to three times a day oh, wow. of doing like metcon style hard workouts um and my husband knows that it's i have this history and yeah. i and i I lie to him. Like, that's when I know that I'm having an issue when I'm lying to him about my rest days or trying to cover up and I'll oh, look wow. at friends and be like, don't tell Dan that I worked out today oh, wow. um, yeah. because he's my, my rock and he's the one that's able, you know, a good mm -hmm. spouse can do that. And he'll be like, you're doing too much. I'm going to have to confront it if day. I tell him, so I'm going to wait as long as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And eventually I will break down, yeah. but I kind of just have to make sure that all the other areas of my life are as controlled and in a healthy balanced way as possible so that I don't go back into that, those zones. Um, but I love fitness and I love, I love the ability that I have the control over that, I guess. Mm -hmm. So when all else falls apart, that's where I can get my control fix, I guess you can say. So I do keep that focus. So right now I train six days a week. Um, I used to do very heavy style Metcons, CrossFit style workouts. Yep. I actually just started three weeks ago. I actually started week three yesterday. I am testing out a strength style program from Mind um, Mind Pump. Have you ever heard of their podcast? Mm, God, there's so much stuff out there. I know. Yeah. They're one of the top like five fitness podcasts. So okay. You should check them out. Sure. But they do all kinds of stuff. So my fitness partner that I've trained with for years convinced me to do this 12-week program, which is very much bro sessions. And I am not used to bro sessions, and it's hard because I love sweating and burning and right. moving as so fast as I can. Huge, like you'll do a lift and you'll wait two to three minutes for yes. another lift. Yeah. And I'm do, but it's like the same lift three times. Mm -hmm. You know, three sets of fifteen. Yeah, and then, five by five, basically. Exactly. Yeah, works, which is great. It works. It's just different than what I'm used to. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing right now. I, um, with our training, my husband and I alternate our days at the studio of who co uh, coaches at the studio. So I've got extra time where. At least two days a week, I make it an effort to get out and walk for 20 to 30 minutes of unprotected sunshine just yep. to get my vitamin D and I listen to a podcast, get away from the computer because I'm all, if I'm not training a class or working out, I'm working on the computer with our it's, online program. Yeah. I so, mean, I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll do a side for No, that. Like, yeah. You know, micronutrients and doing all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I even got my blood work done because mm -hmm. it's just like, you know if you don't want to call it adrenal fatigue, just kind of stressed out. Right. And like, I had low vitamin D and in the medical world, typically be like, okay, let's supplement this stuff, sure. which is fine. That could right. be very, very appropriate for sure. some people, but maybe do what you just said first, which I've done and was yep. able to increase it yep. just by doing 20, 30 minutes mm -hmm. of, yes, no sunscreen. It's okay to be out it's in the okay. sun for 30 minutes. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Right. And, and get some vitamin D yep. that way. Exactly. Just, you know. And I was, just, I was vegan for a couple of years, um, years ago, and I was diagnosed with very low um, iron and the doctor was the same way. She's like, well, we can give you a pill, but I looked at it the same way that you did. Like, okay, yeah, I could pop a pill. My first meal was um, a venison tenderloin. Okay. And it Looks was like amazing. you remember that meal. Oh my God. It's like yes. the best piece of meat oh, ever. It was so good and I've yeah. never turned back. But I was looking at it like, okay, I could 
stay vegan, which I wasn't doing it for moral reasons. I was doing it because I thought this was like the healthy way to live and yeah, to test it that's out. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, Which right? it could be healthy, but it also could be not. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I was running 50 miles a week. So mm-hmm. that takes a ton of iron out of your feet with every step that you take. That's so I just was not able to keep up with it. So I was like, yeah, I could pop a pill or I could go with what my body's telling me that I need mm-hmm. and start eating meat again. Yep. So that was the way that I was. Is there iron in any vegetable though? Isn't there like in spinach Kale, and but it's a phyto iron so it's absorbed differently from by the body so it's harder you have to eat a ton of it and even still it's not um like heme iron i forget the I think it's called heme iron but it's absorbed differently so it's hard to get into your body but okay. i mean you can eat a crap ton of kale yeah <laughs> and spinach right now yeah but if you eat like spinach i was a big thing on spinach but spinach can also increase kidney stones so you kind of have to watch out that too interesting if you're trying to i eat didn't know time. that I'm a huge nutrition dork. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing nutrition wise right now then too? So nutrition wise right now, I am just, I like to follow the eat real food. I very kind of more intuitive eating, but I don't eat processed foods. We don't eat a lot of grains. We don't eat um, heavy carbs. We don't eat bread in our house because it's so like the wheat nowadays is not the wheat that our grandparents are eating. Mm-hmm. That and soy are so overly done yeah it's just not the same yeah Yeah. so we don't eat those we just eat a whole bunch of lean meats and a lot of healthy fats we eat butter we eat whole milk Mm -hmm. whole cheeses lots of eggs and bison elk chicken you eat no desserts no i love desserts oh okay there <laughs> from you time go. to time no i'm not I just perfect the on that. Yeah, this yeah. is my my i follow the probably 90 10 rule most of the yeah. time and 10 percent of the time i like cookies i love cookies. Yeah, i'm I mean, on the hunt for the best chocolate chip cookie in charleston yeah robert yeah. who you met the gym owner yeah. there, always says make treats count yes right so like don't waste it on a piece of bread or like, exactly if you love potato chips or where you're like oh that wasn't worth it you yeah. know like, you want it to be worth it like right. i try to tell my clients like you don't have to stay away from food but a teach yourself not to be reliant on sugar where you feel like you have to have it yeah you should be able to see a piece of cake and be like uh, i'm not really in the mood for that yeah. versus oh it's there so i have yeah. to eat it and then you eat it and you're like you feel crappy because you ate it right but you're going to have those days also where you look at the cake and you're like oh my god that looks like heaven i cannot wait to get that in the mouth and when you do that then you're like that was totally worth it yeah and I that's mean, okay i went down that rabbit hole for maybe a month or two of mm-hmm. the the sugar and like what it actually does to your body and if you haven't already done it um robert lustig does like a hour-long like youtube video on kind of like hormonal aspects and leptin in and how that uh-huh. like literally blocks like sugar will block your appetite suppressant so you literally want more sugar right, right. it's just kind of like i eat chinese food and now i just want more chinese food. right I'm, I'm deathly full and i want it again same thing with right. sugar and it's just it's it's amazing how addictive it is it's crazy you know? i mean if you have a box of chocolates i you know what do they say there's abstainers and there's um moderators there's the people that can look at a piece of or a box of chocolates and that are able to eat just one piece at a oh, time, no. right? I'm going to eat until I'm uncomfortable. If, full, period. Yeah. I oh, mean, no. if I have a box of chocolates in my front of me, my that. idea is I'm going to eat them eventually. So I'm just going to eat them all in one yeah. sitting. I'm an abstainer. Like I have to either stay away or I'm going to eat it all. Yeah. Or and then my husband's yeah. a moderator. He can eat just one little bite. Like I can buy him a candy bar and it'll last. I'm so week. jealous of that. Right. Yeah. I want to be like that. I want to. Yeah. And I try, I keep convincing myself like this time I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then before I know it, I've got chocolate all over my face. Yeah. So yeah. You kind of have to, I mean, that's another thing to talk about. Like if you want to, what's the road to health is realizing where you're 
strengths and weaknesses are exactly. and creating an environment where you can be successful. Like, right. okay, don't have cookies in the house if you right. can't be that. Or if you're more of a moderator, you can, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Or if you like exercise, don't like exercising a lot. All right. Maybe you need to get a personal trainer. Right. Like, you know, create an environment of yeah. success or you need a meal plan all week. Like yep. that's why people do that. Create stuff. a journal. Like people, journaling Whatever is so underestimated, but mm -hmm. it's something that I recommend to anybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, you always hear the people that are like, well, I can't keep all that junk out of my house because of my husband. I always tell people like, sit, if your husband loves you, yeah. you have to sit down with him and be honest of what you're trying to accomplish. And it's not something just for you. Like he will feel better about this too. Mm -hmm. But if he is totally against giving those foods up, have him keep them in his car. Yeah. Keep him at work. He's at work for eight hours a day. He can get his junk food fix in at that time. They've done their studies too, though. Unfortunately, it's like if your hard. spouse isn't on board, it's your tough. chance of success like drops. Right. Yes, I can't even begin to thank my husband as you know, normal marriage. It's not perfect. No marriage is, yeah. but I am so no lucky at the fact that my husband loves fitness as much as I do. And he grew up with a mom who is a nutritionist. So he's actually even healthier than I am because oh, wow. I had to teach myself from the ground. You know, I grew up eating a box of little Debbie's with no problem. Right. He has never had lucky charms in his life. I'm like, what kid hasn't had lucky charms ever? Oh my God. I love lucky so charms. So it helps now, our household. I, yeah. The thought of eating lucky charms right? is definitely better than probably actually eating lucky right? charms though. Totally off topic. But when you eat a bowl of lucky charms, do you leave the marshmallows or do you leave the cereal chunks for the last? Marshmallows. Yeah. So you can Every end time. on the good note. Yeah. And yeah, I want them too. to soak up and be soft. <sighs> I haven't had lucky charms probably in like. Oh, at least 10 or 15 Me neither. Oh gosh, even longer than that. I do like cereal though. I'll eat occasionally, but one that I like a lot that I'll get into is they have a special K dark chocolate one. Uh-huh. That's really good. Mm. And so sometimes, sometimes you want to eat cereal. Yeah. I haven't had cereal in probably since college, but yeah. the idea of it's really good. Yeah, that would be kind of my dessert sometimes. <laughs> right. Just like that. Right. Just, and I guess going back, this one we might be able to talk about too, about like my own personal habits of my own health. Yeah. I fast. Uh, intermittent fast every day too. Yep. So I actually haven't eaten yet today. Yep. But um, and that's not because I want to intermittent fast. It's just that I get home from my gym at night at seven thirty. So we normally don't eat dinner until eight. And then I'm up at five a.m. and I leave my house at five twenty mm -hmm. to get to my first class in the morning. And I'm just not hungry at that time. Yep. And then once I get going in the morning, it's so go 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 that I don't think about food yep. and then I get home at 11 and then I'll eat. Yeah. The science is pretty solid right now though. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Like there's definitely nothing wrong that I'm doing by doing that. But yeah, it works for me. Yeah. The clients will ask me like, Oh, should I do that? I'm like, no, like you do, do what works for you. Correct. That's yeah. what I always say. Like if you try it and you're dizzy and miserable, then it's okay not to, mm -hmm. not to put yourself through that. But yeah. if you're comfortable and you're like me and you have a schedule that's just go, so you don't think about it, you adjust pretty fast. Yeah. To go back, like when I felt kind of my healthiest, yeah. like I never, this will sound weird, and, <laughs> but I really felt like I didn't ever need to eat. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're always like, when's the next meal or whatever? Mm -hmm. Be like, I ate when like kind of my body would tell me. Right. And mm -hmm. like, if you've never felt that before, which I never had, mm -hmm. I'm a health professional. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, wow. Like, and when you're staying hydrated and stuff, yeah, it's a, you could, a like, lot I could have eaten probably not eaten for a day sometimes. Right. My body didn't need to. It was just using things efficiently. Right. Kind of probably more of what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, and I get it, like, even for me, and I know for you, like, it's so easy to fall back into old habits. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, you got to figure out, just like you said, what kind of works for you and just keep trying to yeah. reel yourself back in. Absolutely. So uh, have yeah. you done the Whole30 lately? 
No, we um we did it full on maybe two years ago. Okay. A full like thirty days, mm-hmm. and then we'll do like little like usually New Year's or whatever. We'll do like a two week, you know. And I'm probably where you're ninety ten. Uh-huh. I'm probably eighty twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really like bread or really very many carbs, but I'll eat a right. I'll eat a freaking cookie. Yeah. Like, well, and you do have kids. Cake. I'm sure that you have some stuff like snacks and stuff. So, but I'm lucky. Like you right. can have, they can have goldfish. Like I don't like, like that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just a chocolate and kind of like cookie guy, which mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to keep I'm a stuff. chocolate and cookie person myself. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, like, like I said, if it's, if it's not specifically those things, Right. Um, yeah. You know, ice cream, maybe. Yeah. You know? I think the biggest lesson that I try to tell people when it comes to trying to live a healthy lifestyle is your body, especially once you start creating healthier habits, your body is pretty good at giving you signals, right? Of mm-hmm. what it, it wants to do and what it doesn't want to do. When you're unhealthy, you don't necessarily pick up on that because it's just kind of screaming at you and you just yeah. think that that's the norm. But once you start eating healthy and moving more. If you don't work out, you kind of feel sluggish the next day because your body's like, oh, I'm used to working out. Why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. Or you also are able to pick up on if your body doesn't feel right. And you're like, maybe I should take a rest day. Oh, this is what body fatigue feels like. Maybe I should do that. But we just get into this habit, I think a lot of times where we think we know more than our body. And so we yeah. try to ignore those. But my number one thing to people is listen, yeah. let it talk to you. It's, it's going to tell you what you need. And sometimes you're craving a piece of bread and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, make sure it's not because it smells good. Like when you right. walk into a subway, oh goodness, you know what right. I mean? But um, I do the 48 hour rule technique typically. Like if I'm craving something and it lasts for mm-hmm. over 48 hours, that. then I'm like, all right, I need that cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. It's like create one actual thing. I remember when I first started getting into nutrition, the, thing that I did is just to start easy, actual thing is mm-hmm. like when I kind of got hungry, mm-hmm. I would wait another hour just every single time, just yeah. kind of like process and like, you know, you make a better decision. Sure. And that was just like su- such an easy thing to do, like five minutes of mobility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, all right, stop drinking soda. Like just pick one thing right. that you can do right now. Yeah. And then you can just like layer more complex things yeah. on top of that. And when it comes to your workouts, what motivates you to get, like, are you somebody who likes to train for events or what's your purpose when it comes to your workouts that keep you going time over time again? I just like feeling good. Yeah. And I do just enjoy, I'm pretty lucky. Not I I just enjoy working out. Yeah. Does it make sense? Like I just like sweating. I like lifting heavy things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like an enjoyable kind of like de-stress for me. I usually Mm -hmm. don't have, I'm not goal oriented in that way. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I just like, lifting exercise. I definitely like the community aspect more. I'll work out a lot harder Yeah, for somebody to chase. Right. You know, (laughs) know, and I, I definitely drink my own Kool-Aid. Like literally I work out. My intrinsic motivation is, is because I just want to, I want to be healthy. I want to be mobile. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to walk, run, lift. Right. To the day, literally, hopefully I fall asleep and don't wake up at 120. Movement is a gift. Yeah. There's a lot of people laying in a bed right now that wish they had the ability to work out. And so when people are like, man, I have to work out today. I'm like, no, 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 you get to work out today. So let's make that happen. Yeah. What's your like, you know, my deepest, darkest fear would be like to, to be physically unable to move. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, when I get injured, I get, you know, it's probably why I went to PT school. Because if I'm injured, I'm, I'm miserable. Yeah. You know, mine is, to be incapable of taking care of myself. I've always been such a yeah. independent person, mm-hmm. but even as a child, I can remember telling my mom, like at the time when I was a kid, I was probably in like second grade. I was like, 
I'm going to get married, but I'm not going to take on my husband's name because I don't need a man. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. like, I was one of those chicks. Okay, cool. And yes, I have my husband's name now, but, um, <laughs> and I love him to death, but I still hold on to that belief that I enjoy being able to fix something if it doesn't work yeah. correctly in my house. I enjoy being able to carry most of our groceries up or I get very mad if I can't open the spaghetti jar. <laughs> I'm funny. like, no. Yeah. So I just love the strength that fitness gives me to live a life that's mine. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. I know when I started kind of lifting heavier, it just made everything else in my life so much easier. Right. You know? And more fun. We do something called living your fitness that we try to like, Exercise is fun and you get to do all this cool stuff when yeah. it comes to day-to-day -day life. But what, like being able to say, I don't need to be able to deadlift 200 and something pounds to live a healthy life, right? right? So what can I do with that fitness that I take in the gym? That's why I like doing trail races. I go hiking. I'm taking a group of 12 women up to the mountains this weekend to live their fitness, to use what they've built in the gym and take it to live a great fun life. Mm -hmm. I just did an open water swim two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. thank you. It was yeah. so cool. But those, those are the things. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's why I like to work out because it gives me the strength to be able to live cool and live and do cool things in the world. Yeah. The next podcast um, will be uh, one of the few people in the world who has like done the top three, which is like swam the English channel. And then these two other things. Oh, wow. He lives here in town. He's uh -huh. a swim coach and he's like, open water swim. Yeah. That's, it takes like 10 hours or something like that's that. That's crazy. You and I was just nervous about my one little mile. <laughs> sure. A mile is right? long. Though. You know what I mean? In a pool, like I can go pretty much a lap there and back. That's funny. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my whole that's philosophy cool. on everything. So we'll start wrapping it up. But yeah. like, what is your definition of health? Yeah, just kind of what we ask everybody. Yeah. In the, um, you know, I feel like we've that everything that we've just talked about goes into yeah. the definition of health, but the real definition of health is to build yourself up to move as much as you possibly can without pain. I think that people think as they get older that they're supposed to gain weight. They're supposed to be slow. Oh, I'm it like this because old. I'm 50. If I heard that, if I had a freaking right? penny, I'm like, it's nothing. It to do has with nothing. Yeah. And I think that the whole idea of being fit is to be able to continue living a life where you can move and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, enjoy the grandkids, enjoy right. your kids, you know, like what? Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm getting older and I don't have kids yet, but if, and when I do, mm -hmm. I don't want them to, I don't want to have to say, I'm sorry, mommy can't do this because she's too old. Right. You know, I can remember my mom sprinting and racing with us up until I was probably in high school. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to do that with my kids. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot of reason people come see us nowadays, yeah. especially older, like they're starting to lose their independence and right. that's what scares them. And then, yeah. they, then they come in here like, Hey, maybe start that in your thirties, in your forties. Right. And then when you're in your sixties, it's, right. it's going to be. And I no. threw out, I have two herniated discs in my back from when I was 15. And I don't want that to stop me yeah. from, and I mean, it's not an excuse. Yeah. And I try to, and I use that as an example for my clients that say the same thing. They're like, oh, I have a bad back. And I'm like, I've had a bad back for over half of my life, but I can deadlift almost 300 pounds and yeah. live the life that gives me enjoyment versus sitting on a couch being like, oh, I guess I can't do this because I have right. a hurt back. Right. You know? Yeah, you can work through those things. Trust me, I'm a right. testament to that. See, <laughs> the episode previous to this, we talked about orthopedic doc, where it's, you know, just because you have a herniated disc, just if you have a bad knees or a bad back, doesn't mean that your body's not going to right. adapt and be resilient. Right. And you can do 
literally everything that you want to, right. you know, like I've had three knee dislocations, a fracture mm -hmm. and two surgeries. It just did my left knee. Oh, wow. And like I'm, you know, I'm yeah. pretty much unlimited. Everything. Yeah. Like I'm not going to awesome. play professional soccer. Right. right. Like mm -hmm. there's probably some things that I need to be smart about how I train, right. but you can get out of bed and like, you know, they always say like, Oh my gosh, the older I get, you have to crawl out of bed and then it takes you 20 minutes. You should be able to jump out of sure. bed. Yeah and move, right, right. you know, and that's, and, you know, it's less to do with age. It's just reminded me yeah. more to do with, this is how long you've been inactive. Right. Right. Like I was active in high school. Things typically stop there. Five years you feel, and every year right. you feel crummy. It's not because you're getting older. It's just right. because you've gone such a long period of time. Right. You've done so many non reps. I call them. Yeah. I haven't been repping yeah. in the gym and just exactly. Been, Actually that brings me, y'all this podcast could probably go on forever and ever sure um yeah, but like yeah. um you know we have a lot of clients that'll contact me and be like oh i'm so out of shape i haven't worked out in years i'm nervous and my response to them is always what's your alternative if you just keep pushing it off because you're nervous you're going to continue to get more out of shape right yeah. you're going to have even a longer period of time between your workouts and exercise any type of fear, you know, it's always worse in your head than what actually is. Oh, of course. So I'm yeah. always like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm not going to kill you on your first day. Is it going to be mm. scary? Yeah, because you're new. These are new movements and you're going to be sore. Right. But you're taking action and moving into a step to actually get out of that phase. So yeah. let's do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just not a choice anymore. Like right. the world that we live in today, you can't not exercise. Right. Like, sorry if you're not, I mean, there's probably maybe like I've seen two or 3% of people who are naturally very active. Like they garden, they do other stuff. But like right. if you have a desk job and you're at home sitting on the couch, like, sorry, like, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got to at least go to the gym one hour. Yeah, five days a week. Yep. And that's probably just to start really. Cause even that can't right. really beat back a bad diet and not sleep. Exactly. You know, so you just, you've got to think about this stuff. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that nutrition is often overlooked and people don't realize if even joint pain isn't necessarily an exercise time. thing. It's how are you feeling your or body? Even an orthopedic thing. Like, right. Hey, I needed to have surgery on my knee. I have arthritis. Get, yeah. Okay. We exercise a little bit. We change your diet. Guess what? I don't have arthritis pain anymore. Right. Like Let's that's talk not about some anti-inflammatory foods. And... It's not snake oil. Like that's just, right. it's legitimate science just because it's not common knowledge. Doesn't right. make it not true. Like it's, it's definitely like, really? No, you can't, right. you know, you can't eat yourself out of like a knee pain. No, you kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> like your body's made up of the food you eat. Trust right. me. Like, you can feel right or a lot of knee pain or joint pain people are like oh i've got to go see the doctor because my knees kill me i'm like how about let's roll your hamstrings and your glutes and see yeah. how you feel and they're like oh yeah how about that yeah i can make it make this really quick short-term change imagine what you could do with right exactly you know so, yeah. it's true joint pain like somebody has rheumatoid arthritis they're gonna roll out and they're probably not gonna feel right better. exactly like, you know so it's good stuff all right spitfire here we go okay. you ready oh okay these are my these are my favorite favorite ones what are you best at you know it's ever, i'd like to start with the worst one like anything in life yeah or what like, are you best at first thing come like what am i best at being competitive <laughs> crushing my everybody will answer that i wouldn't say that but being competitive in general um everybody will agree with that okay that's good what do you suck at <sighs> Taking, not being competitive <laughs> <laughs> taking criticism okay cool what is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness you can only pick one thing only one 
thing. Yeah. And it could be a broad statement, but like someone comes to you and be like, I really want to make a change. What should I do okay. first? Get eight hours of sleep every night. Oh. <laughs> it's such a good answer. But it's, it's true. such a good answer. Yeah. Like there's by far, that's the base of my parent. Yeah. Bottom line. All right. Some fun ones. Okay. Okay. What's that your walk? Yeah. What's your walkout song? <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. I'll answer this in a second. But so the retreat that I take ladies on, I take yep. them on two, two retreats a year. And we actually do this one night where you play your walkout song and you have to walk through a door and do your walkout. Oh, that's amazing. So I've got to start thinking of my one for this particular trip. I'll do that all day. Right? <laughs> but my walkout song um, is normally in the past, Like a Prayer by Madonna. Wow. I can say I've never, I haven't had that one on here. No. <laughs> oh, I can do the full dance on the knees and everything. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite cartoon? past present i know we don't watch tv so it's hard i gotta go back to my childhood days um scooby-doo scooby-doo yeah i love scooby-doo shaggy yeah yeah <laughs> um if you weren't a healthcare professional fitness professional okay what would you be i would be an OBGYN. Still, like Still. you're like that's what you would do. Yeah, yeah. Because I often think like I love the life and I would never change it. Yep. But if I had not met my husband, I probably would have gone to med school. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, you. We'll still ask this, despite okay. you not watching TV. What's the last TV show you watched? Oh, okay. So we do have Netflix and stuff. So every once in a while, we'll okay. get stuck on something. Yeah. Um, Game That's of what we do, Game of Thrones is mm -hmm. what we're into. But my husband's also reading the books. So we're not allowed to continue on until he finishes the book that he's on. Oh, well, so there's a little pause right yeah, now. Yeah, I've read the books too. Like yeah, there's it gets a little jumbled anyway. Oh, does it? Yeah, he's only on the second that. book, but like we started watching the second season, and the first episode was already like the middle of the second yeah. book. So he was like, "Oh, we need to go ahead and already stop." But, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm into. Okay. I love Khaleesi. She's my like girl crush right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> those uh, um, those books are monsters. Yeah, they're monsters. They're like there's still two books left that haven't even been written. Really? The books don't end. The where the the show is ahead of the books. Right. And so then the books are going to rewrite what was already in the show. Who knows? He may oh. never get to it. He's that's talking about somebody who's unhealthy. Yeah. George R. R. Martin. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I heard he like doesn't he like can... what is coming out of the show, so I heard he doesn't want to continue writing. That's the worst thing I've heard. Right. Oh God, I don't know. Great. And maybe that's just total gossip. Yeah, that's I right. <laughs> I may have just made that up. <laughs> I love it. Such a good show. Such a good book. Highly recommend. Um, what's the last book you read? I actually just finished reading 112264, 63, one of those years, this past mm -hmm. weekend. What's that? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's also a Hulu show. It's a Stephen King book based on the Kennedy assassination oh. and going back in time and like what if you prevented the Kennedy assassination sort of thing? It's very interesting. I love those kind of ultimate realities. They have I one love historic books. So Amazon yeah. Prime does one where it's called The Man in the High Castle, okay. where the Nazis won World War II. Huh. And this is now a I future. love World War II history, so I'll have to check that out. So now, okay. like, literally, America is divided up into like a neutral zone. The Nazis have East Coast. Japan has the West Coast. Man in the High Castle? Man in the High Castle. Okay. Amazon Prime. Okay. We got Prime, too. All cool. Right, I'll have to check that out. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming that was on. It? I really, yeah. Okay, cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. That was good. That was great. It. If you uh, enjoyed what we talked about, please leave us a review on iTunes. And thanks for uh, listening.
What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.